What's up, everyone? This is James Quilty, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Your Faith podcast. Uh, today, I wanted to share a really huge breakthrough that I had, and I also wanted to talk about the one thing that holds Christians back. So let's get to it. As followers of Christ, we know the reward that awaits us at the end of our lives. The big question is, how do we live our life here on earth as we walk towards eternity? Is it a sin to want to earn more money than what I already have, or should I be grateful for just getting by? Do I stay single like Paul, or do I get married? Am I less righteous for wanting a nice home or a new car? And is God more pleased with me if I'm in shape than if I was unhealthy? These are the questions that I had years ago, and through the scriptures, I found timeless principles that not only answered these simple questions, but unlocked a path to an abundant life that Jesus talked about. My name is James Quilty. Join me as I seek, share, and learn to apply the simple principles hidden in the Bible that teach us how to be successful in this life the way God intended. Welcome to the Beyond Your Faith podcast. So I want to share, you know, something that um, that I experienced uh, this past uh, Sunday uh, when I was in church, you know, with with my wife. We were in our Bible study and we were finishing up the last lesson in Romans, and we were specifically specifically going over Romans chapter twelve, right? And somebody had mentioned, you know, something because in our in our class, as they're going through the lesson, obviously, you know, the instructor, um, you know, asks for. Um, participation and she wants to, to know so what did you think or you know what, what what do you have to say about you know this this particular you know passage and stuff right it's getting a class discussion you know together and just trying to get you know people to to interact right and um somebody was sharing and they had uh you know said something and it had nothing to do with with the lesson itself but it um it kind of struck me in a way where it wouldn't leave me right and i and i kept you know thinking about it and um it wasn't until later on that evening when I was talking to my wife, uh, and I was like, you know, I got to share something with you, and you know, and I was like, you know, th this was said, and I don't know how you feel, but I always uh, th this hasn't you know, left me, right? And um, what they had mentioned is, is they were, they were talking about their faith, and they were talking about you know belief in Christ and what you know Christ uh, wants from us. Obviously, and it's, it's absolutely true is that you know He wants our heart, right? He doesn't care about anything else, but He wants our heart. He wants us to to you know to, to be to go after Him, right? That's that's his 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 biggest you know concern. And then you know she had you mentioned something about um, you know other people you know wanting money and wanting riches and wanting the things of the world in order to uh, make them important right to so that they would feel like they're somebody okay and she had mentioned you know, like prosperity uh, you know gospel you know, she was, and and that was what we kind of struck a chord you know with with me and um, what uh, and why it was so significant with me is. And I'm going to be completely, you know, transparent with, with with all of you. Ever since I came to Christ, I have always been struggling with this, and there's been this internal conflict, and I never could put my finger on it. Why? And what I meant for that is, is that I always wanted to, uh, you know, to, to to be wealthy, and I always wanted to to be a business owner, an entrepreneur. So not only would I have the resources to provide for my family, but also so I would have the freedom to make choices for the benefit of my family and not be forced to to settle, right? And so, what do I mean by that? So let's just say you know, you are working a um, you're working for a company, and they're paying you a very you know good salary, right? 
Uh, but um, and, and your family is thriving in the area that you're in. But then that you know the company kind of changes directions and they're opening up a new plant, right? And they want you to go to this new area, correct? Right? And so you have to move out of state from where you are into a place where um, you know it's it's not as conducive for you to raise your family uh, on Christian values. Let's just put it like that, okay? And so. Uh, what a lot of people do is, well, this is where the job is and this is where our livelihood is. And if I don't take this, they're going to let me go and we won't be able to provide for our, our family, right? And so what do you do? Even though it's not going to be healthy for your family to move to that area, you do that because that is where the, um, the, the company is paying you. That's where your livelihood comes from. And that's what I meant by a lot of people don't have choices. They have to do that, right? I mean, they, uh, of course, they could say, well, I'm not going to take it and I'll go find another job. And you know what? They may not be able to find something. Uh, they may have to deplete all their savings and just a lot of things happen, right? And so a lot of us are in reactive mode. And I share that with you is because I never wanted to, to be subject to that. And when I was in the military, that was one of the big reasons after I had fulfilled all of my commitments, I felt like um, I didn't have any choices, right? And so when I wanted to have a family, I wanted to be married, I did not want to be shuttled all over the U.S. I mean, it was great when I was single, but then when I got married, my values uh, changed. And I did not want to have to move every three years in uh, places where you know, I had no interest in. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm originally from California. I met my, uh, my, my wife in Florida. I love the sun. I love the beach. And um, my, the, I would say three quarters of my career was in um, the, uh, the, the Midwest, North Dakota, um, Montana, um, you know, um, Effie, uh, or the, the base was in Effie Warren, but Wyoming, in those areas where it snows a lot, right? And I know that there's a lot of people that love those type of areas, and there's nothing wrong with that. But me personally, I did not like it. I did not like being in snow, did not like, you know, having these really super cold winters, having to have your car, uh, you know, with a car heater. And, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, it's sunny and going into a store and then coming out and it's overcast and it's, you know, snowing down ice rain and, you know, your, your car is like frozen to the asphalt. <laughs> I've experienced all that. Did not like that, right? But, um, and I digress. Sorry about that. But what I meant was, is that um, that was where the uh, the military was sending me. I didn't have a choice. And so I always wanted uh, to, to be able to um, you know, make a, a enough money where I had choices, I had freedom. And so if we wanted to move to wherever, right, we could do that and we would still have the resources necessary to support our family and it wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? But then once I got, uh, once I became a follower of Christ, uh, it always appeared to me that the underlying messages of the pastors, now not all of them, but a lot of them were always, uh, they, they always had this message of, you know what, wanting to be wealthy, that is things of the world, big cars, big houses, um, you know, status, the, you know, the jewelry, the things, those are things of the world. That's not what God is uh, concerned with. And that is true to a degree. And I understand that, right? If, if my self-worth is um, you know, rooted in those things, yes, those are things of the world, right? The enemy wants us to pursue those things um, as the end-all be-all, right? 
when us as Christians, we don't care about any of that stuff. We are pursuing the Lord. We are pursuing righteousness, correct? Right? Uh, can, we, can we agree upon that? But then the underlying message that I was hearing from these pastors was that to be wealthy is evil and to be in poverty or to um, just accept what you have, right, is piety or, you know, to be religious or, you know, to be righteous, right? And that was always, I always felt like that was this underlying message. And so um, when I would, you know, pursue these um these goals of, you know, starting a business, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, growing that business. So we had, you know, uh, more, uh, more resources for our family. Um, I would get to a point and then I would pull back. Right. And then it would all come crashing down and I would rebuild it and I'd get to a point and it all come crashing down. And because I had this internal struggle that, you know, I want to provide more, but you know what? I'm in church and um, the church is saying that if I want this, it's of the world and that, you know, these are not, you know, the, the right motives. And I should just, you know, be accepting of what we had. And you know what? Even though we're struggling, you know what? Um, you know, uh, Paul struggled and, you know, all the other, you, Jesus was in, what were some of the other things that you know, we hear? Jesus was never rich, right? Uh, you, know, um, you know, Paul was, was not rich. And, you know, they always seem to, you know, pull out these, these, um, these, uh, things in, uh, in the scripture, there's these isolated things and they try to build a doctrine around it. Right. And so I always had this internal struggle. I wanted to do more, but then I always felt like, well, you know, to be a good Christian, um, then, you know, I just have to, you know, just kind of, for lack of a better word, I just need to suck it up. You know what? Because this is not the life that, uh, that you know, we're, we're supposed to be, you know, uh, looking towards eternity. Cause that's what Paul says. Right. And, and so always, you know, going back and forth. And it wasn't until um, this past, you know, weekend when I heard that and I was discussing, you know, this with uh, my wife, that the Lord revealed to me that it is the spirit. It is the spirit of what holds most Christians back. And it's the spirit I call religion, right? And what I mean by that is, is that we make up these certain things because we think that that is what Christ wants and that is what makes us righteous. And that's what it means to be a good Christian. And that is exactly what the enemy does to keep us stuck. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, we need to, you be multimillionaires. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, is that uh, to be in, in poverty or to, to be in lack does not make you any more righteous than somebody that wants to, uh, you know, to to use the gifts that God has given them to serve others and to also to get rewarded for that. And I point this out because if you go back into the scriptures and you look at um, the wisest man on earth, who is that? King Solomon, who wrote Ecclesiastes and he also uh, uh, wrote um, Proverbs. Do you realize that? Because King Solomon asked for wisdom in order to rule God's people correctly, what did God bless him with? He blessed him not only with wisdom, but he also blessed him with the things that he didn't even ask for, which is riches, right? So that's what, and, and that's what, you know, uh, I didn't quite get until this weekend, meaning that if wealth is evil, if wealth is evil, right? Then why is it that God blessed so many of His people in the um, in the Old Testament? King David, um, you know, King Solomon, um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, you know, Jacob, Joseph, 
Um, also, you know, Abraham, the father of <laughs> you know, the father of us all, right? <laughs> um, they were all wealthy. And so to be well, and this is not a prosperity gospel, okay? So I know exactly what you're thinking. Oh, he's trying to say, no, that's not what I'm trying to, to get at. But I'm trying to lay the groundwork of what I have been struggling with and what I think most Christians struggle with as well. And it's a spirit of religion, meaning that for you to be stuck and for you to just sit and just accept whatever life gives you, instead of using what God has given you to do more, to be more, that is that spirit of religion, right? And that's what uh, I struggle with. And I think that's what uh, holds so many of us back. God has given us uh, abilities, not for us to waste on just ourselves, right? He's given us these abilities, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, not only so that you can be blessed, but also that you can use that to bless others, Right. And I'm here to say um, this is one of the biggest things that always, you know, kind of rubbed me the wrong way with church. And it's not about giving. I love giving. And I think everyone, uh, you know, should should be doing that. Right. Because it shows um, it shows that uh, or it keeps you from being um, uh, what is it? Stingy with your money. Right. Being an Ebenezer Scrooge. Right. It keeps you from doing that because once you give, guess what? Not only are you blessed, but then other people are blessed. But it's so funny that when you go to church, uh, the the pastors are always teaching about giving. They always have these huge, long uh, you know, uh, weeks of of sermons on giving. But do you ever notice that they never really teach us? Well, you know what? How do I get more of that so I can give more? I want to know more about that. You know, I already know about giving is good, but teach me how to make more so I can give more. Does that ever make sense? They never seem to teach you like that. And anybody that uh, starts teaching inside the church on wanting to make more, immediately they're labeled as, well, you know what, that's that prosperity gospel person. Or you know what, that, that that's just you know, people of the world. That's what the enemy wants for you. That is not what God wants. God just wants your heart which is true, but do you ever notice that those are all half-truths? Yes, God wants your heart, and where your heart is, that's where your treasure lies, right? Your treasure is not meant in the resources that God has given you. No, your treasure is in the one that has actually given you those things, right? But you are meant to um, make disciples. How do you do that? You do that with resources. Do you think that all of these missionaries are going um, all over the you know, place to, to spread the gospel? Do you think that uh, they're just you know um, getting the money pulled out of thin air? Do you think that they're just raining down from heaven and then all of a sudden they just, you know, these checks just show up, right? These checks came from certain people who actually took money that they've earned to provide for them. And how is that happening? God just doesn't, he's not a magician. We've heard that in church, right? Um, but you have to, uh, you, you have to uh, get those resources from people. So I say all that because the big revelation, you know, to me was, was that, um, I am not any less of a Christian because I want to provide more for my family. It also says in the scripture that um, we are we are meant to provide. We are not to lay up treasures for ourselves, right? We are not, but we are meant to provide not only for our children, but for our children's children. We are meant to leave an inheritance to our children's children. Do you think that the, um, that retirement package that you have, uh, that 401k is enough to provide for, uh, your children and your children's children. I don't think so. 
right? And so um, how do we do that? Well, obviously, you, know, you develop a skill, right? God blesses you with the ability um, to develop something or he gives you an idea. And from that, what do you do? You go and you serve others that you help to provide a service to those people. You help solve their problems. And then guess what? You get compensated for that. And then that's where those resources come that you can start giving and giving generously, right? And so um, I, I share all of this with you because I truly believe that that spirit of religion, which is in all churches, is what holds all of us back. There is nothing wrong with us wanting to be more because in order for us to give more, in order for us to serve more, we have to become more. And it doesn't say in the scriptures that you are any less um, righteous by being poor. You are not any less righteous for wanting to be a... Um, to be a good steward of the things that you have and to also to multiply those things in order for you to serve more people. Does that make any sense? So um, if you feel stuck, if you have ever felt you know, like this, you know, my heart goes out to you, but I'm here to tell you in the scriptures that God does not set us up. He does not give you a gift for you to go and to serve others and for you to just um, uh, you know, give it away and to accept whatever comes your, your, your way. That's not how life on this earth uh, works, right? Um, even um, when you look at King Solomon, he just didn't, those, those riches that he acquired, it just didn't rain down from heaven. God blessed him with wisdom, but he still had to use that wisdom from his head, translated into his hand, and he actually had to do some work. And from there, that was that was how he produced that wealth, right? And so, if you feel stuck in any area of your life, I'm here to um, I'm here to share with you because I was, and it wasn't until this weekend where my life, where my wife was like, no, that's not true. No, you know what? No, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to provide for us. There's nothing wrong with, you know, for all these years I've been watching you and you've been, you know, holding yourself back and I couldn't figure out how to help you and why you had been like that. And I couldn't figure it out. And it wasn't until um, I named that spirit of religion, right? That that conflict inside of me wanting to do more, but then always thinking, well, I'm not going to be religious enough or the, you know, the people of the, you know, the church are going to think that, you know, I'm uh, just you know, pursuing the, the things of this world, right? And it was that, that battle, but that spirit of religion is what tells you the you wanting to become or to do more to have a better relationship with your wife to have a better relationship with your kids to actually provide for them take them on a vacation you know per, uh, lay up a treasures for your children and your children's children that spirit that tells you wanting those things are evil right but you should just be content with what you have and just sit there and you know what you know, God will go ahead and bless you in his due time. And yes, those things are all true, but I'm here to tell you that there's a lot of scripture that tells you, if you do blank, then I will do blank. There's a lot of if-then statements, meaning we have to do something physically with our hands, with our minds, with our feet. And once we do that, then that's where the blessings come in. Then that's where the... um we start getting the, the results. Does that make any sense? So I hope you got some value out of this. Um, I, 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 and again, I, I kind of went all over the place. I apologize for that, but I just wanted to share that with you because um, I feel that and I felt that and it wasn't until this um, this weekend. It wasn't until um, I had that stirring in my spirit where I believe the Lord was trying to reveal something to me that there's that spirit of religion that's in church now that's keeping people back. 
His people should be the most blessed. His people should be the most prolific. His people should be the most influential, but we're not. What are we doing? We've been sitting back, uh, you know, just um, uh, in my opinion, Christians have been sitting back, uh, just accepting that this is not the life that we are supposed to be having and that we are going to have a better life once we go to heaven. And so we're just sitting back and letting evil run rampant instead of, having dominion, subduing it, which was the original command in Genesis. And this is, I want to share this with you, which I find um, fascinating, but is also uh, very, very uh, profound in the sense of um, we can all agree that it says in the scriptures that the Lord does not change, right? He is the same at the beginning as he is now, right? So if that is true, then the command that he gave at the beginning still holds true now. And he told Adam and Eve, just because they sinned did not mean that he changed what he commanded them, which was to be fruitful and to multiply and to rule over all the things of this earth and to what? Have dominion, subdue, right? He told us that. What, did it mean to, what does it mean to subdue? It means to trample down. It means to hold back. We need to be trampling down and holding back what? All those things are going to come against the uh, you know, things uh, that the Lord has created. That's our do- job and our duty. We are not supposed to sit back and just wait for Jesus to come back. Well, I mean, yes, you know, technically we, you know, we are, right? But we're supposed to be doing something when that happens, right? And so I believe that spirit of religion, the, uh, the enemy has disguised himself as um, the, uh, the, that, that righteousness, and he has infiltrated the church to keep God's people stuck and broke while he empowers his uh, servants and his children who start taking over everything, right? And which is why everything is just going completely crazy. And it's because we have stopped doing what God originally designed for us is to to be fruitful, to multiply, to um, have dominion, to subdue, to trample down, right? He told us that, and he hasn't changed. You can't sit there and say, God hasn't changed. He's the same then as he is now, and then turn around and say, oh, well, yeah, that was for Adam and Eve. But, you know, he's kind of changed his mind. And no, sin prevented or sin kept us uh, from being in God's protective garden, and he sent us out. But our mission is still the same is to be fruitful and to multiply. If he didn't want us to be fruitful and me having children, if that was you know completely you know thrown out the window because of the original sin, guess what? None of us would be having children. <laughs> so obviously what God said still holds true. Anyway, so I know I was going off on a tangent. I apologize for that, but that was my biggest revelation. And I truly think that that's what holding people back. If you have something that you want to do, don't think that it's going to make you any less righteous, right? Don't think that just because you want to grow a successful business so you can employ a lot of people so that you could serve like Joseph did, right? Or that you could um, you know, uh, be able to uh, you know, provide for your family and your family's family like Abraham did. Don't think that that is going to make you any less righteous. That is that spirit of religion. And I rebuke that in the name of Yeshua. And so I hope you got some value out of this. And again, if there's something, look back in your life. Is there something that's holding you back? I guarantee that it's most likely that spirit of religion that's trying to tell you that that desire, that dream that God has put on your heart, that is evil. And that, you know, that spirit of religion is telling you that you need to just, you know, squash that because that is not what it meant to be, uh, to be righteous. So that's all that I have for you. I hope you got some value out of this. As always, thank you so much for listening. And as always, I'm going to talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found this episode informative, inspiring, and most of all, helpful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your family and friends. Until next time, keep searching God's word and applying what you have learned to live an abundant life that honors him.